What's up, everybody? This is Grant, that calls artist. Welcome to another episode of the Disruptors for Good podcast. Today, we're going to chat with Matt Hill, the founder of One Tree Planted, which is a global nonprofit on a mission to plant millions of trees around the world. It's really interesting because we dive into like what trees really actually do. Stop and think about what trees do on a daily basis um, for our environment, for the animal ecosystem, um, for the human ecosystem. Um, it's really interesting to, to dive into understanding why trees are so important. I, I thought it was fitting, so I'm sitting outside looking at a bunch of trees right now <laughs> doing this intro. Um, so it's it's a really cool conversation, and, and I hope you, you learn, a, learn a lot from it about their mission, but you know why trees are, are so important. And it's sort of the one thing we can all really do to help and to sort of not save our planet, but I mean help nourish it and revitalize it. Um, not only in rural areas, but also urban areas. We talk a lot about uh, sort of the, the mission of One Tree Planet to, to really revitalize urban areas and, uh, you know, densely populated cities uh, with a much more vibrant uh, tree ecosystem. So talks a little bit about some work he did with Facebook around that and some stuff he does with other big, big companies that are really stepping up to, to be involved in, in his mission and the team's mission, the organization's mission. Uh, they started in 2014, and since then have planted millions of trees around the world. And it's, uh, you know, quite fascinating. Uh, he took a, a lot of his business background and, and implemented it into the Run Tree Planted organization. And, you know, he said timing was really good, why they've been so successful, but also just having a really passionate team and a really skilled team. And, uh, you know, they've grown a ton uh, every year. They've had, they've seen really substantial growth. So we talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, hope you enjoyed the conversation. It's awesome. Congrats to Matt uh, and his and One Tree Planet for all their success and, and hope they continue to, to keep planting trees around the world. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great mission. Uh, so hope everybody's doing well and staying safe and staying healthy. And uh, I'll, have, I'll actually have a new podcast coming out in a couple weeks called uh, Investing in Impact. And I'm, I'm sort of fascinated by the world of finance and what it has to do with, with social entrepreneurship, social impact, and, and gearing the business world towards being a much more impactful sector. And uh, so I'll be interviewing a ton of venture capitalists, a, a ton of social impact firms. It's going to be really, really interesting to talk to people who are investing, right, and, and delivering capital to, to a bunch of the the companies that we talk to here and a bunch of the companies, you know, maybe we've never heard of. And it's, it's uh, look, at, at the end of the day, having capital and angel investing, you know, impact investing in firms behind the mission of a company is very powerful, right? And that's, that's a way you scale impact um, the same way you scale traditional business. So I'm fascinated by that part of things. And if anybody has any recommendations out there or, or of a guest who should be on that show, that'll be coming out within... Uh, the next couple weeks as I start to to record some episodes for that. Anytime you want to give me thoughts, grant at causeartist.com and look out for, for that show coming up uh, in investing in impact. Uh, have a great week, have a great day, and uh, stay safe. Bye. So usually how I like to, to start these is just to to understand the, the founder's journey on how they sort of, usually I, I talk to people when they're right at their sort of life's work stage. <laughs> and, and it mm -hmm. seems like this this sort of might be me that 
be that point for, for you and you can obviously let me let me know if I'm wrong there but uh but yeah so just like to, to understand the journey of, of starting something kind of so big right and sort of monumental and sort of the mission is is very very huge and successful already right and, and it, obviously in the future it'll continue to grow but talk a little bit about the journey to even to even start the organization sure so I've always been interested in the environment but not at one of those extreme levels like when I, my right. undergrad was in poli sci. I was going to do my master's. I wanted to do it in environmental policy. But back in 99, there was like the environment wasn't that top of mind the way it is today. But I was interested. So I ended up just doing my MBA in marketing. And then I went the finance route and I started a business. And then I sold that business. And then I started a business that was in sustainable food packaging. So always interested in the environment. This kind of fell in there. So like PLA type of materials, materials that are compostable, made from corn and then recycled materials, which for food packaging, disposables. And the way I started, I got into the Winter Olympics in Vancouver because they had a mandate to be green. Interesting. So I got a lot of my stuff in there. Yeah, and then the manufacturer of the products basically said, Matt, we really want to get into Canada. Can you run Canada for us? So I'm like, sure. So the opportunity just was there. Loved the job. It was amazing. Built it into the largest supplier of sustainable food packaging over you know many years. But then the company got acquired, the manufacturer, and the corporate mm -hmm. culture changed. A lot. Sure. So I kind of said, let me start that charity uh, <laughs> that allows companies to do more for the environment. Because a lot of times when I was trying to sell the sustainable food packaging, it was about 50% more than traditional. And usually businesses, people, their price sensitivity is about 15, 20%. So you're willing to pay a nickel for, you know, that coffee cup. But if you exceed six cents, you know, they won't go, they won't pay seven or eight cents. So they'd always say, Matt, we wish we could do more. And then I would say, you can plant trees. People just don't realize how important trees are to the environment. And a really large national grocery chain said, that's a great idea. You should start that charity and we'll be your first like donor. So I started One Tree Planted knowing that people, businesses would love to help the environment. They just don't know how to go about it. And if you do a Google search and look and you find these amazing organizations out of digging, I found that they were very overly complicated or dated websites and people yep. became paralyzed. And, and, and also a lot I found we're doom and gloom. And if you don't give us, you know, $5 today, the world's going to end tomorrow. So I kind of <laughs> approach it. Yeah. Keep it simple, you know, more inspiring, you know, like a dollar can make a difference and collectively, you know, if everybody's chipping in a dollar, all of a sudden this really adds up. And I'll give you an example. I was talking to a grocery store today that we deal with big, big grocery store. And I said, look on earth day, you should ask everybody who comes into your grocery store. Would you like to plant a tree today for a dollar? And probably one out of 10 would mm -hmm. say, Here's a dollar, but millions of people go through this grocery store every day. So take it for easy math, a million people and 10% give a dollar, boom, hundred thousand trees planted that day alone. And then that grocery store should match it. So now that grocery store could say, thanks to our customers, we planted hundred thousand trees and we're going to match it. So there's 200,000 easy peasy. So I've just been kind of keeping things simple. We've grown a lot by just making it, telling the stories, keeping it simple. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think that's the, it's great to see it, you're kind of taking a little bit of sort of the business sort of acumen that you've built up and, and kind of just embedded it into to the organization where, you know, if you just simplify things and don't, don't sort of make an, a company like, especially at that scale, when you're dealing with, you know, grocery store chains that are very large, they don't want to change any of their processes. Right. They don't want to change all these different things and make it difficult for them. It's just not going to happen. But if you can make it very simple for them, 
Like, of course they're going to oh. say yes, right? Like, why would they say no, right? It's, it's almost an easy, easy yes at that point, right? So the simplicity is, is, is always going to, is going to scale, right? Especially yeah. talking to these large companies. But And you hit the nail on the head that you literally have to make it super simple and have created that map for them. Because if you just give them the idea and they have to process it and think about how course. they're going to yeah. do it, that happens. So you've kind of like done it all for them and say, here you go. I, I guess the... I guess the uh, the obvious question, the easy question is, but I know it's going to be an interesting answer is, is why trees, right? Like what, what sort of, what sort of like brought you on a journey to, to go to trees instead of maybe something else for the environment? What was it about trees um, that really sort of inspired yeah, you to, to, to do a sure. bunch, you know, to, to do everything because it has so many, it, it is fascinating what trees can do, right? There's so many different aspects that we don't even think about that are, tremendous what they bring to the table and, and, and people really take it for granted yeah um, like i just said look my six pillars and when i first started this and when i would use them in back pocket not because i had the charity i said i would always tell people plant trees people don't realize how important they are and i would say they help clean the air it helps clean water it's the homes to biodiversity it's creation of jobs it helps with health and then it sequesters carbon so you take those six right there maybe somebody's not interested in the carbon part but they just love animals. And when you go into just the animal component in terms of biodiversity, how many animals are dependent on forests, mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy, you know? And then, you know, from water quality, you know, and a lot of people purchase things and they don't realize or think that they're you know, having an effect on the environment. But I was, we deal with a large jewelry company and I say a lot of soil quality, you know, just gets destroyed from mining, you know, for these particular metals because they use mercury and it leaks into the ground. And then the ground is now, hard to use for anything else. And then it leaks into the water. So we're doing projects now by planting these trees, the leaves are dropping off, falling onto the ground. They break down into ground or helping restore soil quality. You know, so there's just so many ways that people just don't realize. And then we're doing a project in the Pacific Northwest, planting a million trees that's cooling water, these streams. So it's hmm. providing shade. The, the, all, the benefit is now the salmon are coming back to spawn more because the water temperatures are cooler. And then these salmon, you know, the orca whales dependent on that. So people don't realize this whole like full circle on everything. Yeah. And another interesting one was food, right? When you sort of plant sort of, I guess, I don't, I'm not sure what kind of plants you, is it just the same type of, obviously it can't be no, the same no, type of tree no, everywhere, no. right? But like <laughs> Latin America and stuff, like you could grow trees that actually grow, right? These foods where yeah, communities and rely on it. Yeah, totally. So a lot of, a lot of people were like great using their land for grazing for for, cow, for cows and you know certain types of purposes but now we're showing places where you can do these agroforestry projects so you're planting types of trees that are fruit bearing trees nut bearing trees you know and then there's a sustainable livelihood behind it so they can use it for their families but then they're selling a lot of it just you know into the markets so we're doing a lot of an agroforestry project and then you know when you say the type of trees people ask native tree species this and that but you know 60,000 different types of tree species out there and I was talking to an organization and you don't think of endangered tree species, but there's actually yeah. a list. And I think there's 10,000 types of trees that are on the endangered tree species list. So, you know, I learn something new every day. I'm far from the tree expert. You know, <laughs> I created the charity, wanted to make it simple for individuals and businesses that could, you know, want to do more and, you know, keeping, but now we have people on the team that are in the experts to get, you know, deeper when people questions. And it's great because it's kind of like, it's also a simple way to combat climate change where it's, it's, it doesn't become political, right? So like, it, it seems like if you're, you know, if you're talking to grocery stores in 
you know, the coastal cities, or if you're talking to big, big companies in general, manufacturers or whatever, they might be more sort of just easygoing about doing this, right? Saying yes. But do you find that like, maybe the like redder states also say yes too, right? Because it, it's sort of a way where it's like, again, it's easy. It's not sort of political. And it's like all the the positivity that comes from trees. Do you find that businesses in all areas agree to do this? Or, or do you still see some, not backlash is probably a bad word, but like people who just are just not into it? I will say, you know, some people are climate deniers, let's just say. I'll take that point. <laughs> but it's just you know, trees. Hey. It's just trees. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He ended up giving us money because like, look, I don't believe that climate change is happening. But I do know when you plant a tree, it has positive effects in terms of creation of jobs yep. or biodiversity. So you can touch, you know, with somebody on one component somewhere. So I don't see any pushback on it, you know, in any way. And it's tangible. And, you know, people, you know use trees, you know, all the time in their life from kids and playing in parks and everything and providing, you know, shade. I mean, so many benefits could go on about it. But no, to answer your question, no pushback whatsoever. Everybody's like, if I can plant a tree, fantastic. (laughs) The other thing I I really kind of enjoy seeing uh, nowadays, at least, is sort of organizations really looking at themselves and, and functioning as a business, right? And having business, business processes and, and, you see a lot of people coming from the business side, you know, doing more nonprofit stuff. And you can see how they grow like businesses, how their sort of, you know, website acts, you know, much more modern in like a business feel rather than like a really bad like nonprofit website that can't really tell a story, right? Or convert donors and things like this. So what were what were some of the skills maybe that you took from your your entrepreneur and business journey into One Tree Planet? I think probably my marketing background working in the industry and just keeping it simple and bringing people along for the journey helped a lot because, you know, you donate to any cause. And at the end of the day, you give $20 to whatever organization. A lot of times you don't really hear, well, what happened to that $20? How much Mm -hmm. of my $20 is actually being used to go to the cause versus administration costs? What are the impact metrics behind it? So when people donate, my ultimate goal is to bring them along for the journey for call it two years. So it's like, hey, thanks a lot for your $20. That's going to help plant 20 trees. And then a week later saying, hey, you know, your money was sent to the to the field. And then when it is the, the, the growing of the trees in the nursery, they get an update. When they're going out to plant the trees, hey, we're going out to plant your trees. Thanks again for your $20. So they're remembering us. They're yep. along for the journey. And then when the project's completed, they get a nice picture afterwards that says, hey, you know, project was, was finished and three species, you know, that type of stuff. So it's helped us grow. And then every business or person has different objectives or because everybody's trying to help the environment, but they just feel that they're a part of it. So whether you're giving $10, $1,000 or whatever amount, I try and keep treat everybody the same. And I think, you know, we're all in this together. And when people have questions or need any type of help, just trying to be there and answer the questions. If anybody wants to come to a project and see it for themselves, I'm like, come on out, come see the project that you just gave, you know, $100 to or whatever. How many, how many countries are you guys in now? I think it's several, huh? I think there must be over 20 countries, you know, like, you know, we're, we're strong in North America, but North America, we pretty much plant in every state, mm-hmm. plant in a lot of provinces in Canada, but then in South America, we're, you know, in Brazil, we're in Peru, we're in Australia now, we're in the Philippines, Vietnam, Kenya, Rwanda. So it's just continuing to grow and we're getting phenomenal organizations. And that's when I started this, like I was mentioning, there's some phenomenal organizations out there doing great, great work. For many years, like 30 years, 
organization's been in Peru. Made all the mistakes, he said, the guy who started yeah. <laughs> But now he needs, you know, a couple extra dollars that's going to help him scale his program, you know? So the average person is not going to find this organization in Peru and the great work they're doing. So they find it, they read about the story, and then donate to us, and then we send the money to the field there. And then, you know, my thing is that I would want to know as a donor is it's I've always strived to maintain that 80-20 model. So like you as the donor, when you give that dollar, yes, it's planting a tree and we give, you know, 80 cents to those causes. We keep that 20 cents so that we can do that storytelling, mm-hmm. keep the lights on in the office, you know, get down to the site to make sure that those trees indeed are getting planted, the projects being successful, you know, and having the right team. So I tell people, and I think people find that that's fair. You know, some people, they have a misconception on, you know, nonprofits need to work for free and right. have to volunteer their hours, but then it's hard for them to do their job. So, so long as there's not a misuse of funds, you know, I see some places out there and like 60 cents on the dollars used for administrative expenses and only 40 cents is actually going to the cause. I don't like that. So, you know, 80, 20 has always been one thing I've tried to strive at. We've always kind of met that. Yeah, it's a, I mean, I think that's a, it's an interesting point now with, you know, constant media and journalism and the transparency tools that are out there, you, you sort of have to do that, right? And it's, it's, it's much more easier to do that too, to sort of track, even if it's 80-20 or, you know, 90-10 or, you know, 70-30, whatever it is, you can sort of track that a lot easier now with, with the technology we have. And then you can show people, right? Like, even just like yeah. you're showing people what their 80% does. But you can also show people what their twenty percent does, right? All the the volunteer coordinators and the people in the office, you can tell their stories too, and then that mm-hmm. personalizes it as well. And it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. These people are doing great work. Yeah. Like, you should get paid to do it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. They're in Kansas uh, City, uh, and we do tree planting events like all across the country. So one of the things that we've done that's helped us grow is just getting people out to plant trees, get their hands in the dirt. So our volunteer events. And then that inspires them to want to do more. And they go back to their office and they're like, oh my God, that's such an amazing day. And they're learning about it. How it's helping clean the water in that local stream or watershed. So, you know, people ask me how we grew so fast and been successful. And I think, you know, a combination, a lot of things, hard work, lucky timing, you know, great staff that I have on board. Everybody's super enthusiastic and loves what they're doing, makes a big difference. But again, the environment's such an important topic. And there's so much that needs to be done in so many different areas, not just the trees. But, you know, the thing that I tell this stat too, since I started this charity, and this is a stat according to 1% for the planet, is you know, there's about $400 billion that's given to different charities. And only 3% of that $400 billion goes to environmental charities. Wow. 97%. Yeah, crazy stat, you know? So what is 3% of $400 billion? But, you know, it's such a small piece of the pie. And even if you increase it by 1%, going to 4 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 4%, 1% of 400 billion is a ton more money that all these great organizations can use. What were the leaders? Do you remember? Well, like, I think it was religion and schools really mm-hmm. took up, I think, about 50% yeah. of that billion, you know, which I, okay, I understand. But um, I can't remember what the breakdown of the pie chart was for all the different areas that it goes to. But 3% goes to environmental charities. And you could think of a laundry list of amazing environmental organizations with some cachet names that people, you know, give to. And then there's all these grassroots environmental organizations doing some really progressive, cool things. So for, to me, it's all about collaboration. We're working on projects with Conservation International, Nature Conservancy, Rainforest Alliance. So we're working on projects together with them, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And when I started this, I would have never thought that I'd be 
working with some of these amazing organizations. Well, when the like wildf- obviously like we've had a, a terrible year for for sort of wildfires, you know, in California and Australia, is that is that something that you're you'd want to get more involved in, or is that is that a difficult thing to do, or is it is is it something that even can't be done? Because I don't, I don't even know. Like right now, is it even clean? Right, is it even safe or cleaned up to even go there and actually start the rehabilitation of those areas that have been just destroyed? Yeah, so good question and probably like complicated in a few ways, but I'll give you a couple, two examples on forest fires. So, you know, climate change is happening. We notice it, right? So it's like uh, temperatures are like more mm-hmm. volatility in it or drier seasons. So California has experienced a lot of drought. It's a lot easier to spark things up, right? And there's these fuel loads that are in there. But anyway, it's easy for them to catch fire and then they really take off. So like in Paradise, California, which is in Butte County, you know, this particular corridor is where every 10 years, they get this big fire and that's what wiped paradise off the map. So they're asking to do more oak trees in this critical junction because oak trees are more resilient to drought and fires versus what's traditionally been there. So they're trying things. And then same in Australia, they're trying a few new things because conditions are changing. In Florida, we're planting trees that are more resilient to the hurricanes as windbreak. So which trees went down, which stood up? So right. let's maybe do a different mixture of the variety of trees that are a little bit more resilient to these hurricanes that are being, you know, more frequent and bigger. So I'm, again, like I said, far from the expert. We receive donations. We hear about these organizations that have the need. They tell us the story and I do these site visits and they're explaining to me, you know, how we're helping. And like you take California as a big state, 40 million mm-hmm. people. And yeah. what happens in Southern California, the Northern California is very different in terms of how they're doing things. So when they tell me this is what they're doing in Southern California versus Northern, I listen to them. And then we follow up with them, understanding, hey, did it work? And can we continue helping you and do more? And then we're telling the donors, hey, here's what happened to this project in Southern California that we did here in 2019. And now 2020, hey, this project that you donated to is actually on pause now because of COVID-19. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's going to get to the fall or it might happen 2021 but the donors want to know whether it's a dollar twenty dollars or 200 i think the fact that we're keeping keeping them in the loop and then there's no such thing as 100 percent tree survivability so you know did 80 percent of those trees survive after we planted because deer local deer come and eat it or have even seen caterpillars come and decimate an entire project so mm. these outbreaks Maybe they weren't planted properly. I did a project in Colorado where it snowed in June, a week after we planted. I mean, those <laughs> survived, but not supposed to snow in June. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess the, you kind of touched on the elephant in the room that everybody's dealing with, but but how are you guys dealing with, with the pandemic and, and has that sort of slowed down? I mean, obviously it had to slow down a, a little bit of oh, other time. projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, is it a dead halt or is it just certain areas are sort of a little bit more? Mm-hmm we're still super busy, but in a different way. So like, you know, we, this came in and beginning of March, let's just say, so we had a lot of tree planting events that were happening this spring and about a hundred cities. We're trying for you guys, huh? Yeah. It hit us like right when we were about to get out of the gate with a lot of tree planting events and projects. Right. So that all got paused and stopped and our team was supposed to be out in Oregon. And then a lot of earth month, earth day initiatives that were supposed to happen with some big brands all kind of just canceled it, paused it because it was happening in retail. So everybody's been affected in the world. Our team now was a time to hunker down and come out of this stronger. So looking at our foundation in terms of our processes, the way we do things, the way that we process projects, our CRM. 
So we've all been ro working really hard as a team together to just, you know, build our infrastructure. Yeah. Better. Yeah. That's yeah. A, so that's what we've been done. I've been yeah. Doing. And yeah, it's really smart. Yeah, it's really smart. No, I think it's it's uh I'm kind of doing a lot of the same things, you know, kind of kind of ensuring up the infrastructure and getting to things that yeah, are very important to catch up on. So now's yeah. the time to kind of focus in there, come out of this stronger, you know. Luckily we're in the position that you know, we got to keep everybody here. You know, we're 27 people in the company and everybody's still super busy. Yeah, we actually hired during this, you know, so we didn't let anybody off. We actually hired a few more people. So um, well, that's so great. Yeah, get back <laughs> to the norms that, um, you know, because, and this is also a reflection too, that we need to do more for the environment. So with this mm -hmm. I agree. pause and you're looking around the world in terms of seeing cleaner water, cleaner yep. air, now being able to see the mountains in an area that they haven't been able to see in 20 years, just shows you if we start looking at this in a better way, how much can happen in just two months. Yeah, no, that's been astounding to see, you mm -hmm. know, about if, if you just, <laughs> I think, it, I mean, it happened fairly quickly too. I mean, I think the first yeah. 14 days, you know, you could see all this, these images and this data coming out of like what happens when you just two weeks off, I know. you know, how the world breathes a little bit, right? It's, it's really quite fascinating. I wanted to go back to one thing we talked about earlier and sort of uh, companies sort of getting involved, right? And, and sort of that being something that I think all organizations really benefit from, right? Is sort of having their message resonate with big, big companies that can help support them. And would you say that, that you know, company support is, you know, 60% of the, the donors versus 40%? Like, what is sort of the between like individual donors and like company projects, would you say, you know, fill up most of the time? I would say, you know, I'd say it's pretty much a 50-50 split between That's great. Yeah. the donations that come in. So obviously individuals are doing smaller transactions, but in a higher volume. So like when the Amazon forest fire happened mm -hmm. this last summer in August, in one day, we had 5,700 donations in a wow. day. That's wow. so many that broke our email server. Um, but hmm. not one donation was over five hundred dollars. It was just a lot of individuals that wanted to help. You know the Amazon forest fire. But then you have you know these companies that are in the position to be doing you know millions. Let's just say, right? I mean, they'll right. drop five million dollars on a thirty-second ad for the Super Bowl, right? Right. Right. And when you ask them to help the environment, you know they're all looking at it from ROI and this and that. But I think now companies are looking at it more. But there's also expectations from their consumers and employees that are expecting yep. the companies to do more. So, you know, it's easier for them to write a check for 100,000, 200,000 or 2 million. But, you know, and now, you know, five years ago, not every company had a sustainability director. Now I'm sure it's almost- Yeah, everybody, yeah. No, uh, in three years, five years, everybody will, right? Yeah. So that's, and, that's and so they're in place and now they're looking at things that they can do from their packaging materials to their transportation routes and a lot it's not just about trees you know oceans and how they're goods mm -hmm. and fine yep. domestically versus wherever um so for one tree planted we're definitely 50 50 between individuals and business for our donations i've done you know um which way is it going to go i don't know you know but i just think that more and more people should be just you know doing more and people you know a lot of job loss is happening now and don't have the pockets and companies are also trying to stay just alive and we're in a sure. power mode right now but I think when we do come out of this, I think that people are going to be looking at things differently. So I request that you do a sister organization called One Coral Planted, and you can start planting some things in the ocean. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's it. Hey, <laughs> collaboration and opportunities are there. I'm always open for ideas. No, there's some, there's, some, there's some amazing uh, 
<clears throat> obviously ocean nonprofits out there, but that's that's always one that I look at as like <clears throat> the trees, the trees above ground, but then below ground, it's sort of the ecosystem of, of these corals or sort of the trees of the ocean are getting equally sort of destroyed in, in, in ways, right? And that's sort of replenishing that is is super important. And I see a lot of synergies with with you guys doing it, right? So uh, maybe yeah. there is a, a organization. Well, if, you find, if you find a great organization, let yeah. me know. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago with the, an aquarium out in British Columbia, and they were doing something that was helping with the ocean, and they were asking if we could help because it was tied into something very similar. So you know, I think doing a project like that, like we're doing a bamboo project now in the Philippines, and you know, bamboo is not technically a tree; it's considered a grass. Mm-hmm. There's eighty thousand that we were planting. I'm like, look, let's try it. But we're going to be very upfront to the donors that come in and they're on that page in the Philippines in terms of the positive impacts that this project's having. And then maybe there's going to be something like you just said, that's connected with the ocean and it's complementary or synergistic because at the end, it's not just all about trees. The big picture is the environment and what can we do to help more? So we're doing stuff where people are just coming out and they're doing site maintenance. They're not even planting a tree, but they're trimming a tree, they're doing mulching, they're taking invasive tree species out. They're taking garbage out of trails and parks. And, you know, we're talking now to keeping America beautiful and people are just looking to help in any way possible. When you first, uh, let's go all the way back to the beginning, right? When you get the, the sort of first, let's say, client, so to speak, for the organization, what was what was that like? Was it like then, not a scramble, that's not a right word, but right, it was like, oh, okay, like, you're going to well, get us, like, like how did you even, like, yeah, like, how, how, did, how did that even it was Trafalgar, which is a large travel agency. When I first started this, working out of my house, it was me, myself, and I. And they wanted to do, you know, tree certificates for like all their employees. And they gave me the list of the employees, and I was creating the tree certificates manually, one by one, you know, online and sending it to them. And you know, it was what probably the biggest donation I had at the time. And they've just been a great client and been with me since the beginning. And they have many different brands within their umbrella. Like they what, own, what were they called again? Just, just so we can shout them out. They're, they're called TTC, but it's Trafalgar and they own Contiki Tours and Signature okay. Tours. They have a lot, like eight or nine different brands under their umbrella. But when we started with one and it expanded into a second and third, and now we work with all their brands. So when people, you know, go digital, they plant a tree versus sending all the, the materials in the mail. And then when people book the cruise or a trip, they plant the right. tree. So it's evolved, but they were my first like big. That's great. Client. And they've been just amazing to work with. And that's the thing too, I've noticed. I mean, we work with L'Oreal now for like, it's been like five years and they have a thing called Citizens Day. So, you know, on the first week of June, I think it's a Tuesday or something, every L'Oreal employee around the world has to go out and volunteer for any charity. But Mm -hmm. in Canada, we've been working with them and they always do these ratings and votings for what was the most fun day or this and that. And, you know, we we just have been winning it and they continue (laughs) to volunteer for us. And then they showcased it when their Citizens Day and us and I actually we have a lot of website traffic. So these partnerships and then it becomes visibility for who, what we're doing with a big brand like a Trafalgar or a L'Oreal, and then more people reach out to us. So it's a compounding effect. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. It's uh, I think well, let's see, 2014. So I mean, that was probably I mean that was really before Instagram really made a dent in anything. I mean, even even Twitter was still pretty young. Um, even Facebook was still, you know, so I think, I think those, you know, you kind of, you kind of diverged at the right time where you had big partnerships, but you also had these, these, uh, digital networks coming out that could, you know, blast the message and blast photos of what you guys are doing out to the world. And I mean, let's face it, like trees, 
you could take a really nice picture of a tree, it's going to be beautiful, right? I mean, you could have some really great media components to this, which, which you guys do. You guys do a great job of, of sort of being sort of like almost a media company <laughs> in a way, right? And, and really understanding that and, and investing, right, into, you know, high quality video and photography that makes, you know, you can see what your donors, your, your, your donorship dollars does in a really beautiful way, which matters. Totally. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, the pictures, the videos, and sharing that. And like you said, people sharing stuff with them just out in nature and people just, you know, one, I think with this nature and people getting back out, I think people appreciate just being outdoors a lot more. And like next month, we're actually doing a big push in terms of just like going batty at home, going nuts and, you know, want to get outdoors. So we try and keep it light. You know what I mean? In terms of like, it's not like give us money, give us money. I mean, it's very rare that we do any type of email or social media saying, hey, donate now. We're going to sure. donation. It's always been like, showing just great photos of people outdoors in nature, you know, whether it's biking or camping or hiking or just being out with your family, walking your dog and the donations just kind of happen organically. It's amazing, man. Like you said early on, keep it simple. <laughs> you know, it, everything it's uh, sometimes it, it just, it takes being simple and, and focused on the mission. Yeah. And that sort of resonates with, with a lot of people, right. Or around the world. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to get you out to a tree planting event once. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be that would be amazing. I wanted to ask with so much, you know, companies sort of being a, a bedrock of sort of the organization and those partnerships. Is there any been talks with with sort of cities or states at a at a sort of you know governmental level to help like revitalize parks and things like that? Yeah, actually, I was supposed to have a call today, but we work with Cities for Forests. So Cities for Forests is a program that works at the moment right now in sixty three cities around the world where they're trying to encourage more urban tree planting in cities. Yeah, yeah. So we help provide, you know, volunteers to come out and also funding in, you know, a lot of cities that are around the world. So our model when tree planted is you donate $10, it'll plant 10 trees. But when you're planting in an urban city center, you know, there's a heat from the buildings and cars and exhaust. So usually right. you have to, well, you have to plant a more mature tree that's a little bit more expensive. So, and then sometimes you have to get permits to get the trees planted in the city. So we are working but there's a lot more players involved in terms of having it done. It's a little bit more expensive. And then when people want to go out and volunteer and you're working at a business, they don't want to drive an hour or two hours beyond the city mm -hmm. center because it's just right. realistically challenging. So we try and do more stuff with the cities. And then like if there's a big corporate headquarters in, let's just say, New York City, and then working with New York City parks and identifying a spot that actually does need more trees that can help. And where's the funding coming from? So let's just say the business wants to give the financial contribution to purchase those trees. Cities always have like budgets, right? So a company helping out, their employees now of that company coming out, it helps in so many ways. So it's a win-win, but who coordinates this? So we've kind yeah. of been a part of this, helping coordinate this from the cities and the businesses and the people to come out. And then you accomplish a lot together. So yes, we are looking at that. And it is a part that's growing for us. Yeah, that's great. No, I think that's... Let's be a, if if it could be done right, I think it's such a it's such a fascinating way to sort of like brighten up uh, our cities and, and sort of uh, not it again not an easy way because nothing's easy right but it's not like building skyscrapers right it's not like these seventh month projects that take closed streets down right and does all this stuff where it <laughs> now you have traffic added up right like this there's a way to it, it's such a a simpler way to sort of revitalize things by not like well, we did a 
uh, with Facebook during climate week and in Times Square of all places. And mm -hmm. Facebook wants people to experience tree planting because they were promoting their Facebook groups, which was related to forests. So they mm -hmm. asked us to work with them. We got 1500 trees. We needed the soils. We needed the pots. And then they wanted those trees to be planted, you know, in a home that would work. So we found a spot in upstate New York. So we worked with them. And during the Saturday and the Sunday, people were walking by and saw this big pavilion by Facebook. And they would go in and take the tree saplings, take the earth, pot it. And then they were writing messages on the pots. And there was little flags that they wrote their name and, and, and names and in memory of or whatever. That's and cool. then they got to take pictures with the Facebook group. And then at the end, on the end of the day on Sunday, we got all those 1500 trees planted in upstate New York. But it was just a good experience. And for people to then, you know, look on the Facebook groups and understand about forests or just even look more about, you know, the benefits of tree planting. So, again, an event like that in a crazy city like New York. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then we do stuff in Miami with, you know, big organizations like DHL and others that just kind of come out. And we co coordinate that for them because they just don't know where to start. Right. Right. I, I, I want to kind of ask more of like a, a weird, like techie innovation question, but there's sort of, uh, you see kind of a lot of images and, there, and there's some places in, in parts of the world that do sort of like this vertical, like farming, right? Where it, it's a way to sort of instill like greenery in the cities. Is there a way to sort of do that with trees, like vert, not vertically plant trees, but like rooftops obviously might be easier where I guess there's irrigation that would have to go through the the buildings but has has there been has there been any approach from anybody to do stuff like that when you know you talk about these urban areas and these in these cityscapes and buildings is there a way to do that in in that kind of manner you know what that's a great question and i couldn't tell you anything that i would say i know is moving forward but i tell people this and so many people are unaware i got invited to facebook's headquarters for on earth day a couple of years ago and facebook's headquarters i think that they have a nine acre forest on top of their building so, and they have three oak trees on there with a whole bunch of other types of trees and stuff. So their employees, when they want to take a break, go up there and you're in the sanctuary and you have this like great view and there's like park benches. And this is on top of a headquarters when they're building it. So, you know, a lot of companies out there are doing some very progressive things and cool things, but this is something that nobody's, uh, most people I don't think know of that Facebook has nine acre forest. And yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing free food on the roof. I'm like, this is super cool, you know? So I think some companies are looking at this, you know, and how can they do it and what makes sense. And you have to work with, you know, proper designers that know how to right. go about it and do it properly. And it makes sense. I want to, I usually like to end on, on the future a little bit. I know that can be tough, especially sort of right now, but it, you know, over the past, let's call it six years, uh, give or take some months here, you planted millions of trees, right? And then now it's sort of, in this growth stage where it seems like you're going to start planting more trees than ever in the next two years that you did, you know, the first six years. So what is what, I guess, what do the next three to five years look like for you and, and what's the mission and what's maybe the goals that, that you're setting internally? Great question. You know, we've tripled our growth year over year. So, you know, every year it's a little bit harder to continue that type of growth curve. And to me, it's never been a number you know, so whether I plant 5 million trees or 50 million trees, it's not that number. That's my goal. I don't, I love what I do. To me, my goal has always been more about being that brand. So when you ask me where mm -hmm. do I want to be three years from now or five years from now, I want when somebody were to ask about a reforestation organization, that one tree planted comes top of mind. Because when you ask most people about 
an environmental charity, you could think of a bunch, but right. you know, purely on trees, there's not really any that come top of mind that I would say to the norm, right? So I really want to be that recognizable brand when it comes to this space. And again, if it's that recognizable brand that we're doing 5 million trees or 50 million trees, you know, it's not a number to me. And then, you know, corporate culture is very important to me. So I always just said, you know, that the team all really works well together and we've done some phenomenal things turning around in days that like, you're like, wow, I never thought we'd do that, but the team really chips in. So um, that's my ultimate goal is having a great corporate culture, building on that brand and where we are in five years is where we'll be like, so. <laughs> Amazing, Matt, man, I appreciate you taking the time. I, I know it's uh, a bit crazy crazy for everybody right now and i know you probably ton of phone calls every day which which we're all kind of just <laughs> in that in that mode where uh we're just talking to so many people every day so i, I appreciate you taking the time my pleasure best of luck. and it was great talking with you and definitely let's stay in touch and love to get you out with the team to plant some trees with us dude let's do it man whenever right. whenever is uh you know a, a, a good time to do it <laughs> perfect great have a, have a great rest of the week